Hello, and we would like to welcome you to another Psychove podcast, also known as the Science of the Covenant podcast. This is a podcast where we will study the Bible each week, the biblical covenant and its deeper meanings, especially in today's times. We would like to encourage all you listeners to follow along with your Bibles if you are able to do so. And if not, we ask that you take note of the scriptures covered and read them at a later time or re-listen to this podcast when you are able to follow along with your Bible. This week, we continue the topic, The Systematic Principles of Prosperity, Part 3. Now, I'm going to turn it over to my co-host. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to start where we left off. This has been a three-part series and on this particular discourse here we'll be concluding the series and we trust that as you go over some of the things that we've studied that you can understand the systematic principles of prosperity so thus far we've examined the systematic principles of prosperity from the aspect of who gave them and we also looked at where they came from and in this course, we want to examine how to use these systematic principles. So we asked the question, what is the key to using these systematic principles of prosperity? However, before we get into the key to using or unlocking the secret to prosperity, let us, by way of review, go back over some of the things we have already discussed. We've discussed the Lagosian principle of which we discovered that it was the causative factor which produced the seed and the fruit. So by way of review, what we want to do is to lay out a pattern. We want to lay out a pattern of the principles we've gone over thus far. We discussed the sperma principle of which the seed is the part of that form of life which can produce more of the same thing. And we pointed out in the sperma components that when Elohim created the botanical, the zoological, and the anthropological <clears throat> species, they all were fully grown and developed. This meant that each species of plants, animals, and man came forth with everything that Elohim created. Along with their creation, they also came with a fruit. And with the fruit, there was also a seed. And we discovered that the seed was spoken into the fruit by the word. In other words, the seed in these species represents the word. And I believe last week when we left off, we left off talking about the word. Now, what we want to do at this juxtaposition is to get an idea as to the dynamics of a seed. We will explain the dynamics of a seed in the concept we refer to as the sperma essence, the sperma essence. Now in the sperma essence is contained everything that is needed to produce an entire plant, animal, or person. In the essence of a seed is the substance for more plants of the same kind. We looked at this, we'll look at it this way. In an apple seed is the essence of an entire apple tree. In the seed of a lion is the essence of an entire lion be it male or female. In the seed of man is the essence of an entire person. 
Now that we know that a seed contains the entire essence of what it of what it is that which it comes from, let us let us now look at look particularly at the sperma essence of Adam, which is the essence of man. And at this time, we're going to turn in our Bibles. We're going to turn into our Bibles to the first chapter of Genesis. And in the first chapter of Genesis, in uh, Genesis 1, and we want to read verses 26 and 27. Okay, because we're talking about the sperma essence of Adam. Okay, as we've discussed, sperma means seed. And when we put that with the essence, we're talking about the seed which came, which contains the essence of man. And so when we read in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, it says, And Yahuwah said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So Elohim created man in his image, in the image of Elohim created he him, male and female created he them. And then when we look and see what he intended to do by creating man, he wanted to make sure that man, when he was created, was in his uh, image and likeness. Now when we read in Genesis 2 7 it says, And Jehovah Elohim formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So according to the sperma essence of Adam, what we notice is that all of the things Elohim created, of all of the things that Elohim created, man was the only creation that was made in his image and likeness. He was the only creature in his image and likeness. This would mean that the seed of Adam would contain the image and likeness of Elohim himself. So when Elohim said, let us create man in our image and likeness, he was saying that when man produced another person, that other person that they would produce would also be like Elohim. He intended to have the whole earth populated with beings like himself. But unfortunately, when sin came in, it distorted that image. But there was the capability that if man had not sinned, then that would have meant that every child that they had would reproduce the image of Elohim. So man's original seed contained the entire life of Elohim. So just like a plant or an apple seed would produce a whole apple tree and the seed of a lion would produce a whole another lion, so Elohim would intend that when man seed would be able to produce a whole new being in the image of Elohim. So what we are experiencing is that when he spoke the seed into man, the seed was a result of his speaking. His speaking is his word. His word is the seed. The seed contains the essence. If man has the seed of Jehovah in him, then he also have in that seed the life of Jehovah. So if one has the life of Jehovah, locked up in one seed, how does one get access to that life 
So let us let us observe the sperma stages. We looked at the sperma essence. Now let us look at the sperma, what we call the sperma ages, uh, the sperma stages. In other words, the stages of the seed. And we want to keep with our theme with Adam. So we want to observe the sperma stages of Adam. Adam has a seed. The seed produces the fruit. What is the seed? The seed is the word. Now the question we ask is, if the word is responsible for the seed, then what or who is responsible for the word? When Elohim gives us his word, his word comes with his spirit. It is the spirit of Elohim that is the key to using the systematic principles of prosperity. When we examine the process, we have man with the seed within himself of another man, which is the seed of man. Within man's seed is Elohim's word, and within his word is Elohim's spirit. Where does the spirit originate from? It comes from Elohim himself. So if we were to lay out the stages of the working of Elohim spirit, it would be as follows. Elohim's spirit moves. Elohim speaks, which is his word. His word becomes the seed. The seed contain all that he speaks. It is Elohim's spirit which nourishes the seed of his word which he has placed within each within within us. So when we look at the seed, which is the word, behind the word is his spirit. Now what we notice in Genesis is this Elohim always accompany what he does with his spirit. And here he says in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says here in verse number 2, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of Elohim moved upon the face of the waters. So what we see is a movement of the spirit. And when the spirit began to move, we are told in verse number three, it says, and Elohim said, okay, so whatever he said, no doubt came from the spirit. And what did he say? He said, let there be light. And there was light. So what we are seeing is he sends a spirit and then he speaks. So we see behind his speaking is his spirit. And so we want to understand that when we deal with the principles or when we deal with the systematic principles of prosperity, one of the things that we must keep in mind is that it is spirit that helps us to use the talents and the gifts that he placed within us. And all of these talents and gifts that he has placed within us can be actuated by his spirit, which is the key to using the gifts that he has given to us. And when he has given us those gifts, uh, there, there are a plethora of gifts that he has bestowed upon us. Now, we want to look in Genesis uh, chapter 1. And this time we want to look at uh, verse 28, Genesis uh, 1:28. And so what we have discovered is, is that locked up in his word, which is the seed, and in that seed is everything that we need. Just as when Adam, when he was created, Elohim gave him everything that he needed mentally, physically, and spiritually. And so Adam, uh, when he got all of that, 
he was able to function in a way that he could use the talents and the gifts that had been placed in him. So now we want to read verse 28. And then after reading uh, verse 28, we're going to go to the second chapter and we're going to point out something here. So here in Genesis 1:28, he says, and Elohim blessed them and Elohim said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So now here he's telling them he's blessed them. And as we know that the seed reproduces more of its kind. And he tells Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful. In other words, produce more of that kind. And then he says, multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And then you, he is to have dominion over the, all of the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, when you look at that, he's not only talking about reproducing uh, people and individuals, but he is talking about Adam using the gifts and the talents of his mind spiritually, using his physical strength uh, physically and being able to spiritually uh, utilize his mind, which in some Hebrew words, that the spirit and the mind are one and the same. Okay, so he wanted him to multiply and have those blessings. Now, we notice here, we notice here also in the chapter 2, and we read verse number 20, it says, well, we'll back up... Uh, let me see. Okay, we'll we'll go back. Uh, okay, let's use uh, verse 19 first. He said, And out of the ground, Jehovah Elohim formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay. And the Bible says, and Adam gave names to all the cattle and to all the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. So what we're seeing in this text here is that Adam had a man and his man had come from Elohim. And Elohim told him to name the animals and whatever the name he gave, that was the name thereof. In other words, when Adam had the mind of the creator, he was able to think like the creator. And so the creator knew the type of mind that he had given to Adam. So he says in verse number 19 at the latter part, he says, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, how could he trust Adam to name the animals and leave it with Adam that whatever he named the animals, that was the name thereof. Now, we must understand that when Adam was not even in existence, that the Bible tells us that he made all of the fowls that fly in the air, the birds. He made all of the fish and the sea monsters. And then he made the cattle and everything. And then he made man. So we must understand that if Elohim had made all of these animals before Adam got on the scene, then Elohim himself already knew the name of these animals. So I would imagine if he already knew the name of them, he could have told Adam that, hey, Adam, this is a lion, and this is a giraffe, and this is a tiger, and this is a monkey, this is an ape, and this is a gorilla. He could have told him the names of them, but he didn't. He said, Adam, with, with the man that you got is the man that I've given you, so therefore if you have a part of my man and you use it correctly, you would be able to come up with the same names of these 
animals and birds and sea monsters and all that, you'll be able to name them just like I would because you now have a part of my mind. So when he breathed into Adam, the Bible says in verse 7, and Jehovah for, uh, uh, Elohim formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So when he breathed into his, his body, he received life, and he also received a man from Elohim. And when he received his mind, his mind thought like Elohim. So therefore, every time he named something, I can imagine that Elohim said, hmm, that's exactly what I would name it. And when he says that this is a giraffe, he said, oh, that's what I would have named it. And when he said, this is a chimpanzee, he said, hmm, that's what I would have named it. Because he had the mind of Elohim. And that was a gift. That was a talent. Because when he breathed into him, he also breathed into Adam his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit was working with his mind to be able to get access to the gifts that was in him to be able to articulate that. And so what Elohim is doing is that he uses his spirit to move upon the seeds or his word that has been planted within us. And when we can understand that in order for us to have the gifts and the talents that we do, it's been placed in us already by Elohim. This is why when you read in the Bible about the anti-Diluvian world before uh, it was destroyed, they had giants on the earth and they had powerful minds. And after they got those minds and they were corrupted with sin, then Elohim had to destroy them. And when he destroyed them, then he told Noah he's going to make a flood upon the earth and Noah built the ark. And when he built the ark, what happened? Well, as he built the ark, Elohim gave him the mind to be able to build. And this is why you see a lot of pyramids and structures in archaeology that were built by men in days of old. That's because Elohim had given them talents and abilities to do that. And what had happened is that after the flood, because man had sinned and he wanted to continue to sin, but yet he had a brilliant mind to be able to still have the knowledge of building. And so when we turn into Genesis chapter 11, what do we read? We read, it says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. It said, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there, and they said, one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and, and slime for mortar. In other words, they would get ready to build. But where did, get, where did they get all of that knowledge? Elohim had given them knowledge of building and understanding how to put structures together. And it was, it, was, it, it, it was in them, the knowledge that they had. And so as they were using this knowledge, we find that they were using it for the wrong purpose, even though they had it. And so when we read in Genesis 11, I want you to notice what Elohim said in verse number six, in Genesis eleven six. And Jehovah said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So here we see Elohim is recognizing the gift that he had placed in man. And even though they were not following his counsel, they were still following the principles of what they had built upon. And that was that whatever they imagined to do, Elohim said they would do it. Because he knew the man that he had placed in man, and if man used it for good or for evil, he would accomplish anything he wanted to do. 
So if you got something good you want to accomplish, you can do it. He said, man can do anything it imagine. And if you're evil and you imagine something, you can still use the principles to accomplish anything you imagine. He says it right here in verse, verse six. He says, and this they began to do. And he said, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And then verse seven, he said, go to, let us go down and there confound the language that they may not understand one another's speech. So if he hadn't stopped the program, they would have no doubt accomplished the program to the, the, the uh, they, they would have accomplished the mission in which they had set out to build this great city and to build these zaggarots and these uh, pyramids. They would have built them so high and their whole purpose was to escape another flood, but Elohim had already told them it would not be another flood to destroy all life, but they didn't believe it. So they was going to try to escape it. And then when he struck them down, they had to scatter out upon the earth. But what we are showing here is that when we allow the Holy spirit to work with us, we can, we can take those same principles and we can be able to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. And so the key to using the systematic principles of prosperity is allow the Holy Spirit to bring out the talents and abilities within us to be able to accomplish the things that we put on our mind and then the Spirit will help us to accomplish those things. Okay, now let us turn to Exodus. We want to turn to Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31 and we want to look at a, a few verses there. Exodus chapter 31, and we want to uh, start with verse number one. Okay. Exodus chapter 31 and verse one. Okay, it starts out by saying, And Jehovah spake unto Mo Moshe or Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Urah the son of her of the tribe of Judah. Okay, now, this is the time that Elohim was given instruction to Moses to build the tabernacle. Okay, in order to build the tabernacle, they not only needed the materials and the various uh, things and the gifts of the people to make the sanctuary, but they also needed gifts and talents of individuals to be able to put the tabernacle together. And so he is saying, see, in verse 2 of Exodus 31, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. So what we're seeing here is, is that when we talk about the systematic principles of prosperity, we still need the Holy Spirit of Elohim to give us his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge in doing what we do. And when we utilize our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, the Spirit guides us to be able to accomplish the task that we are trying to accomplish. We can do this with uh, material things. We can do it with spiritual things. We can do it with mental things. Because when Adam used his mind mentally, he was able to name because Elohim told Adam, he says that I want you to have dominion over all of the animals and, and, and I want you to have dominion over the earth. And the way that you have dominion is that you have to name a thing, whatever you, whatever you can name, you can own because when you name something, that means that you have studied it and you understand it. And when you understand it and uh, the dynamics of it, you got control over it. That's having dominion. So when he was telling Bezalel, uh, uh, telling Moses about Bezalel, who was from the tribe of Judah, he said, I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim. And so, as we pointed out about Adam, 
when you got his spirit, you also got his wisdom, his understanding, and his knowledge. It comes with the spirit, and he is able to take what is in our mind and be able to produce what is in our minds to be able to come, come out to be a reality. And this is what we, we, we're looking at, that when we reproduce our talents, uh, we take those talents and allow the Holy Spirit to develop those talents and to bring that which we're trying to de develop into fruition. So it's not just that we reproduce children, that's part of it, but we also reproduce uh, different types of uh, inventions, different type of things. Uh, we, we can do it in business, we can do it in mu music, we can multiply and, and build things that are physical. We can take things that are spiritual and we can reproduce and, and grow it. There are mental things that we do. There are physical things that we do. There are spiritual things that we can do. There are social things that we can do. And there are things we can do in the environment and, and how we structure our time. All of these things are talents and gifts that we can use in the uh, principles of prosperity. And so he called Bezalel by name. And notice what he further says. He says, to devise cunning works, verse 4, to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass. Okay. Now we know today uh, people know how to take gold and silver and make certain things out of it. But by the same token, some people to take gold, silver, and brass and they say, well, I'm going to invest in these things. I'm going to make money on these things just to sell the commodities of it. And they, and they make much on just selling it. Some people use gold to make watches and other uh, articles to be able to sell to make money. But what I'm saying, it can be reproduced in diff different kind of ways as the spirit lead one with these partic particular gifts. And verse 5 says, and in cutting of stones to set them and in the carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And then he goes on to say in verse number six, he said, not only for Bezalel, but I got somebody else I have, have chosen. He says, and I, behold, I have given with him a Holiab, the son of a Hissamach of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. So when he had Oholiab, Oholiab was working with Bezalel to make the sanctuary. And then he says, outside of them, I also have the, those who have hearts that are wise, wise-hearted, I have filled with wisdom. So Elohim is saying for us that through his spirit, he can fill us with the, the wisdom, and the wisdom will help us to bring out the talents that he has placed in us to be able to reproduce after his kind when it comes to wisdom and knowledge of accomplishing the purposes in which he wants them to accomplish. Okay, now let us let us turn to uh, let us turn in the book of uh, Ephesians. Okay, so we saw saw how the gifts and the talents was used by the Spirit in the building of the sanctuary in days of old. And if even if we would uh, go go also to the to uh, to the wise man Solomon when he built the temple, uh, Elohim gave him wisdom far greater than any man to build a Solomonic temple. And when he built the temple, it was one of the most magnificent structures uh, that could be built because Elohim's spirit, again, had given Solomon wisdom. Okay, now let us look at Ephesians. And Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 4, <clears throat> and we want to start with uh, verse, verse 3. Ephesians... Uh, chapter 4, and we want to start with verse 3. Now, here the Bible says, 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. It says, Paul says, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. So Paul is pointing out as one, it's one body and it's one spirit, okay, which we know to be the Holy Spirit. And he said, one Jehovah, one faith and one baptism, one Elohim and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of the Messiah. Okay. So he said, the Messiah has given us a gift. He said in verse 8, Wherefore he hath said, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So we are told that just before Pentecost, when, when Yeshua ascended on high, he said when he ascended on high, he gave us, he gave us gifts. He gave us gifts. And verse 9 says, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. Now, here's some of the gifts that he gave when he went back to heaven. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Messiah, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Elohim, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of the Messiah. So what Paul is pointing out here is that after Christ had resurrected, spent some time with his disciples and he got back on high, he gave gifts unto individuals. And those gifts was through his spirit. He had given those particular gifts. So what we see here if we are to use the gifts that he has given us properly, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to actuate and put into action those uh, particular gifts. Now let us turn to uh, 1 Corinthians. And in 1 Corinthians, we want to look at chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay talking about the gifts that he has bestowed upon his church, gift that he has given to the individuals uh, in his church to be able to use them to promote the kingdom. Okay, now here, in speaking to the Corinthians in this, epis in this epistle, uh, uh, this is the first epistle to the Corinthians. He had two that he had written, but we want to look at the first one. And that's the 12th chapter, starting with verse number one. Now, Paul says... Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the spirit of Elohim, call it Yeshua accursed, and that no man can say, that Yeshua is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. He said, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse five said, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Jehovah. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same Elohim who worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So Paul is saying, with all of the gifts that we have, 
Elohim gives us his Holy Spirit so that every man can prosper. So the principles of prosperity has been put within us that the Holy Spirit can bring them out of us and help us to be able to have what he calls to profit with all. And it goes on further to say in verse number eight, for to one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh the one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So what we see here is the fact that we have the seed, which is his word, but behind his word is the Holy Spirit taking his word, which is his will, working it out in our lives, giving us the talents and the abilities to accomplish the things that he wants us to accomplish through the power of his Holy Spirit. So when we think in terms of the systematic principles of prosperity, we have to think in terms of the fact that Elohim has equipped us with the talents and abilities and he wants us to reach out for his Holy Spirit to be able to activate those talents and gifts within us. So at this juxtaposition, we will stop and see if there's any uh, questions and observations or anything that we want to uh, consider at this point. Yeah, so um, as far as talents goes, so would you say that we have a bunch of talents that all of us have, mm -hmm. but does Yahuwah lock some of them away because he knows they will be used for evil purposes? Well, that's a good question. Uh, now we, we know that, know, know this, uh, oftentimes when he gives us a gift and we, uh, exploit that gift and don't use it right. I very seldom have seen where he has taken it away he still allows you to have it. But what I have observed is this, is that when a person, let us say they're a good singer and they start off singing in the church, then they think they can get a lot more money so they start singing to the world. I really don't see them taking that gift, but what I see is that they start using that gift and exploiting it in such a way that many people who get worldly contractors, they want to overuse that talent. And by overusing that talent, what they do, instead of maybe having one performance, they may have try to have them to have three or four performance in a night to get a whole lot of money. And so the person performing may not have the ability to do that. So they start getting on drugs to stay awake and should do that and allow what we might call the devil to come in on that talent. It's not the Elohim's taking it. It's the devil taking it from them. I've seen that. And the other thing that I've seen is, is that there's individuals who start off with Elohim. And then when they see that they can take the same gift into the world and make a lot more, they may take it into the world. And Elohim's allows them, you know, even to go to the top of the charts, he might not even, even stop them. But what happens is, is that as they continue to, to uh, use that gift, then what happens is not that he takes it away from them, is that they may overuse that gift themselves and not practicing other spiritual principles to go along with that. And pretty soon the person who had a tremendous gift, now they no longer have it because they are getting lifted up with pride and being somebody. And I really don't see it as Elohim taking them down. But what I do see is that they got so lifted up with pride and arrogance that eventually it took over their life. And as a result, it brought them down. So 
we can say, well, maybe Elohim did it, but actually, in actuality, they were doing it for, they did it to themselves. As long as they were singing in the church and they were humble, things were going well. But then when they started getting popular and everybody was coming to them, then they got lifted up with pride and arrogance, and that's what brought them down. Just like the Bible says, uh, uh, pride goes before downfall. And that's in the spiritual world as well as in the world out there. You get a lot of pride, pretty soon your head gets swelled, and then you find yourself coming down. So what I find is Elohim very seldom take a gift away, but we, we, we misuse that gift so much that in a, in a way we take away, we take it away from ourselves. So, so let me ask this too. Are there talents that God has put in us that we do not even know of that has not manifested yet? And also with the talents that have met, have not been manifested, does sometimes God don't let it be manifested because of sin and we would use it for a negative as well, instead of using it for him? Yeah, I think that's, a, that's an excellent question there because a lot of times we do have latent talents and the Lord, he knows that if he elevate those talents that uh, he would also be elevating evil. And I believe that after the flood, and man began to eat meat, it, it, it not only short, shortened his life expectancy, because when you study uh, the genealogy from Adam all the way up until Moses, mm-hmm. Moses lived about 120 years, Aaron 123, okay? But the point I'm pointing out is uh, Adam and some of the patriarchs lived approximately almost 1,000 years. They, no, none of them reached 1,000. So when you take 900 years and another person live about a hundred years. That's about one tenth, one tenth of the life expectancies of when man was first created. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to, you have to also factor this in too. If man's longevity was cut short, we would also have to say his mentality and the talents and abilities, they were also cut short. Wow. Cause when you cut to life, you also cut in the, the, the man's potential mentality. So yes, you're, you're right. There are some things in us to be manifested, but we may use it for the wrong purpose. But then when we go to, when we go to the Pentecost, when, when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit came down upon them, the Bible says they began to speak with different tongues. Now, do you know when they spoke in different tongues, they didn't go to a school uh, to learn a different tongue. They didn't have to uh, go to a university or a college to take biblical languages. The Holy Spirit, right on the spot, brought out talents and gifts uh, from them that that was the first time they spoke a foreign language in different languages. But after they had been educated to speak those languages right on the spot, from that day on, they could still speak those languages, but they had never gone to school. So the question that you're asking, there are latent talents and abilities that are in us that if we would allow the Holy Spirit to use us, he would bring those talents and abilities out. This is why the Bible says that when we are taken before the rulers because of speaking the gospel, he said, don't even meditate on what you're going to say. He said, when you stand before the kings and the princes and the governors and the president and they take you into incarceration or before the judge, he said, don't even, don't even think about what you say. He said, at that moment, I'm going to tell you what to say because he knows if I put it in you, I can bring it out of you. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to work with us, he would bring things out of us that we never knew was there. And this is why when we walk by faith, no matter what we are trying to do, if we walk by faith and we know that what we are doing is for Elohim, we will discover in our journey talents and abilities that we never would have explored if we haven't, if we never started by faith. It's like a lot of people say, I, I, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and they are scared to take the step of faith. But I tell them, if you take the step of faith, 
Elohim is going to bring out talents and abilities that, that you never knew you had. But if you never move by faith, then you, you don't allow him to work. Because if you don't allow uh, 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 him to work for you, then you'll, you'll, you'll never know what's in you. That's why I always tell people, people say, you know, I'm having this problem, that problem. I said, do you know Elohim permits you to have problems so he can bring something out of you that you never know you had? But if you, but if you never take that step of faith, and if you look at every problem as something to hold you back, then you, you, you can never experience what he can do for you. But if you allow your problems to come and turn your problems over to him and you take the step of faith, Elohim will bring out talents and abilities that you never knew. And then when he brings you through, you'll look back and say, wow, I never knew that I had it in me. That's because you didn't know, but the Holy Spirit brought it out of you. So there's a lot of talents, latent talents and abilities and skills that people have. But the only way that they're going to discover it is to first take the step of faith and allow the Holy Spirit to bring it out of them. Wow. I think right there, I think that's a great note to end on for our listeners. Um, before we go, I would like to let all our listeners know that if you want to reach us, you may have a comment, you may have a question, you may have a topic that you want covered in the Bible. You can reach us by emailing us at S-C-I-O-F-C-O-V at gmail.com. Again, that is S as in Sam, C as in Cat, I as in Iris, O as in Oscar, F as in Frank, C as in Cat, O as in Oscar, V as in velvet at gmail.com. You can email us there and we'll be happy to respond to you. Well, that is our show for today. We want to encourage you to follow our podcast weekly. And as it states in the second Timothy chapter two, verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto Elohim, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth until next week. Shalom.